0: Welcome to another episode of Cinema Obscura. I am your co-host and copy editor, Casey Rafter. I'm here with podcast editor, James Fife. Hello, everybody. And arts and entertainment staffer, Sonia Pagan. Hi, guys. And Haley Valdivia.
1: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
2: So this week's theme is animation. We have some pretty deep cup animations here, or for the most part, at least. Uh, What movies did we give our staffers here, Casey?
0: We gave them Nine, a 2000 movie uh, by Tim Burton that features the voice talents of Elisha Wood and Jennifer Conley. Also Anomalisa from 2015 that features just three voices, but the top two were David Thewlis and Tom Noonan. And then Heavy Metal from 1981, a bunch of voice actors, the most recognizable being John Candy and Eugene Levy.
2: And how about you guys? What did you guys give us?
3: We gave you guys The Bad Guys from 2022 with Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, and more. And then Frankenthumb 2002 with Joe Liss and S. Scott Bullock. And then Perfect Blue from 1997 with Rika Matsumoto. I hope I didn't butcher that too much. And Kirk Thornton and more.
2: Awesome. So let's start with what movies you guys picked, or what movie you guys picked from our list.
1: We picked nine all right
0: uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm. interesting <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right cool um and we picked Frankentham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! We picked, picked Frankentham. I uh, thought you guys
2: would pick the
3: bad guys or perfect blue. It's okay, I thought
2: you'd pick heavy metal.
3: <laughs> I was
0: excited that you, if you guys picked heavy metal. Or animal I, I still heavily rules. recommend that one because it's crazy.
3: I'm so yeah. sorry, we let you down.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, we're going to have fun. It's give you guys
0: the choice. <laughs> okay, so what did you guys think of when you were getting into this film?
1: um so when i had looked up the poster i had like the vaguest memory that i hadn't seen it before but like i remember when it was like released yeah and i watched it and i was like oh maybe it'll be like you know Coraline, like kind of creepy it was really dark like (laughs) really dark and really sad i almost cried at the end like i was like why is this so i was like oh my god this would have traumatized me if i watched it (laughs) as a little kid But yeah. Just traumatizes you now.
3: Yeah, it traumatizes me now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of along the same vein. Like, I looked up the poster, and it kind of looked familiar. Like, maybe I'd saw, like, the trailer when it first came out when I was a kid. Right. But I didn't remember it. Um, I didn't really guess the man versus machine kind of element that was in there. I just knew it looked kind of, like, post-apocalyptic, dystopian kind of vibes. It was really heavy, and I kind of expected it because Tim Burton, like, Coraline, and, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas always kind of has like a heavy tone and like adult kind of theme. I liked it, though. I didn't cry at the end, maybe because the guy, what was his name? Number one. Mm -hmm. I did not like him. So like every time he popped up (laughs) on the screen, I was like, get away. I don't like you. You didn't redeem yourself for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like five. oh yeah five they're so sad
1: they did five dirty
2: so (laughs) while we're here why don't you guys go ahead and explain like the full plot of the movie if you you yeah good um
3: so it's basically about the youngest of nine i don't know what you call them ragdolls or robots and it's about number nine first coming to life and he has no recollection of who made him or what has happened and it's a dystopian theme, there's no more humans left, there's only these nine ragdolls, and then this beast. And it's basically an adventure about them discovering who made them, and trying to find out how to get back to civilization.
2: Okay, um, so what were like, kind of like your favorite part? What was, uh, what's, what's your review of the movie, basically? Then we'll get into your favorite scenes and stuff.
3: Well,
1: well I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, I mean, it moved a little fast, but I think it made sense because it is an animation movie, and they don't have a lot of time or money to like fully fresh out the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the animation still looks pretty good for it being, you know, two thousand nine. And my boyfriend pointed it out because I watched it with him that the their eyes, the way that they move, is like camera shutters, and so that mm-hmm. was really cool and stuff, and just like how expressive they were. So. Yeah,
3: I really liked it. Kind of along the same vein too, I really liked the animation. Um, it kind of reminded me of another Tim Burton film, not The Nightmare Before Christmas, another one, I'm blanking on it. But I really liked it overall. I think the found family tropes in there and then the subtle points to um, comedy were really well layered. I really liked it. And it was really short too, it was only like an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 19 minutes. Yeah. And for the first 30 minutes, I was pretty confused. I do not know what was <laughs> happening or what the ending was going to be like, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It kept me on my toes.
2: <laughs> um, originally, fun fact, this movie was a 10-minute short that was actually nominated for an award. Didn't As win. it should be. Yeah, oh. And then the guy who originally made it got offered to make it a full-length movie. So I feel like I feel like that's a bit of a downfall for this movie because in, uh, I feel like this movie would be really good in 10 minutes. And it didn't have any vocals at all or any lines, oh, the short, of didn't any dialogue. So, so it was like 10 silent short. Yeah, it was a 10 minute short. No dialogue originally. Wow. So
0: I kind of like in this movie. So there was a video game that came out a while ago for PS3 called Little Big Planet, where you ah. play as a little sack boy, the very customizable little character. But his like debut form looked just like these characters. So it was like a mix between that and Sid's bedroom from Toy Story, especially the, like, <laughs> the bad guys in there, because um, they all look like scary little like amalgamations of just horror
2: Thought you mean the uh, high evolutionary from Guardians Three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, we've all seen that movie. That's yeah, good. Yes, so no, been just out for since a bedroom. few days. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your like favorite scene in that f- film? Then
1: my favorite scene, I think, is when the machine basically takes two, and like, like turns him into like one of his creatures and then he goes back to find the rest of the ragdolls i was like oh my god that is so messed up this movie is pretty dark yeah Yeah, the the imagery
2: of like the beast like the mechanical beast Mm -hmm. um is what we're talking about like grabbing a ragdoll and just like sucking the actual soul holy cow man, Mm -hmm. that's pretty dark for like an animation a kid's animation i assume kids animation Yeah. yeah
3: Yeah, because scenes like that when, like, the soul has just been sucked out and they're lifeless. Like, imagine if it wasn't animation, like, that was a real-life person. It would have been really creepy. I was like, this is taking a very dark, traumatic turn right now.
0: (laughs) I mean, to think about the (laughs) the potential of, like, kids seeing something like that. Like, they're Um, not going to be able to interpret. Yeah,
3: because...
1: I, Caroline or Coraline, scared me yeah. as a kid. So mm-hmm. I remember because I had called my brother the other day and we were talking and I met. I brought up Nine and he was like, "Oh my God, you watched that movie?" And he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, I didn't let you watch it because it would have messed you yeah, up
2: Yeah for sure." <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your favorite scene? Do you have one?
3: Ooh, that's hard. I kind of like when um, Nine and I think was Five first came to like the layer of the mechanical beast and mm-hmm. they got themselves into trouble. And then seven, I really like her. What a what a bad girl that one. I and she kind of came daddy. and saved them. <laughs> I was like, I love you, <laughs> with like her little bird mask.
2: Yeah, love that. I think my favorite scene was like when the uh, they were like using that tunnel to put a bomb into it and oh. like explosion. Mm-hmm. It was that's really cool. For, that was like at the time, and how right. like
3: they dodge it. At, that yeah. was a good scene okay. too.
2: Like she cuts through the balloon i think it was or something like that yeah and they run like straight through it
0: yeah that was pretty sweet i like any scene that has the bad creature in it just because like i said it just reminds me so much of of sid's bedroom from toy story Mm -hmm. like i just immediately that that scene as like i was an older kid horrified me from toy story so then just to have that (laughs) kind of feeling revisited in here um i just kind of think this movie was an excuse for people to work with martin lando which i think was one the oldest uh little sack creature um Tim Burton had worked with him previously in Ed Wood, which was like a black and white movie about the director, Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. And so not only did it give him a chance to work with this, this actor again, one last time, because Lando died later, but he stopped doing films and he was a really old actor when this movie was made. Um, but also we have, you know, other actors who are kind of younger and uh, established. Elijah Wood, Jennifer Connelly, who started as kid actors now working with these other voice talents. Um, it seemed kind of like an excuse to bring a large voice cast together. Um to, to work on something that was visually stunning and horrifying.
2: <laughs> I think the only note I have, I don't have it written down, is the only reason I know this movie exists is because the trailer features a song by uh, Conehead and Cambria.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <eat> it, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah.
2: I was like, yeah, that would make a great uh, trailer song. And then I found it. And I was like, oh, it's for this movie, though. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Can Fun I post- fact,
0: the uh, voice of the scientist is the same actor that did Skeletor from the old He-Man cartoon.
2: Oh. Alan Oppenheimer. Yep. And if that name what Oppenheimer name. sounds familiar to you, does. um he is related to Oppenheimer, the uh, nuclear physicist? I think yeah. so. Yeah. What that a bloodline! Bomb right. Bomb so cool. Wow. His cousin. So yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's talk about the Thumb movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, we chose to watch Frank and Thumb. Um, I really did not want to like this movie, which was pretty easy to pull off considering it was only like a 32-minute film. Yeah. Um, and once it started, I was like, oh, God, it's one of these movies. Um, and doing a little bit of research on the guy who voices uh, the scientist and that made the movie, he was in a movie called Kung Pao, Way of the Fist or something like that. I remember when that movie came out, I never watched it, but I was it was all, basically everything thumb-related or this guy-related was a huge eye roll, but... I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it because the animation was really fun for me.
2: There was legit funny parts in this movie. For okay? sure. For, for legit like Monty Python type. of
0: Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> so to make sure that we pause on that one. My, my,
2: Monty Python. Um, no, you said moment. what you said. Yeah, <laughs> it. Own it. <laughs> Monty, Monty Python type uh, moments. Like um, the scene where like it's like the uh, girl in the cornfield and she's talking to her dad. And he has, like, a weird, an overdramatic Italian accent. <laughs> Are you Italian? Are you Italian? <laughs> okay. I'm like, this movie, took, I mean, didn't this story, Frank Thumb, Frankenstein's monster take place in Transylvania? What is right. going on? Mm. So,
0: and he was in Lederhosen, too, so that d- did not make sense at all.
2: Okay, and, okay, as I was watching this movie, like, my roommate came in, he's like, oh, you're watching... One of the Thumb movies, I'm like, one of? He's like, yeah, there's more. Yeah. Watch, he's like, I watched every single one of them. I'm like,
0: oh, God. Okay, no. dude. Yeah, yeah. I will admit, admit that I watched Thumb Wars. Thumb Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that
2: must After? Been, that must have been great. No, before. Oh like, years oh, okay. before.
0: So I knew what I was getting into, kind of, with mm-hmm. this one.
2: Uh, do you guys have any questions you want us to answer?
1: Uh, yeah. So what did you think about the inclusion of Bat Thumb? Not the bathtub.
0: <laughs> so personally I, I was kind of excited when I saw that they had his brain on dis- on display. Um, my way into the Frankenstein story was through Young Frankenstein, which is also a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. And in that there's a gag where there's like different kinds of brains that, that Igor goes to, to receive. So when Humpy uh, this movie's version of Igor goes to get the brains, you see Bat Thumb as one of the brains. And I kind of eye rolled thinking, oh, this is probably another thumb movie, didn't do any research on it, and then he makes an appearance towards the end as a Franken Bat Thumb character. Um, I was actually excited to see him like <laughs> come to fruition, sadly enough. So
2: as I saw them, they're they like, oh I have an idea, and then they're gonna make it. I'm like, Oh, he's, they're gonna make Frankenstein's wife. That's what my brain kind of processed. And then Bat Thumb came out of nowhere. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so, are what, you for or
3: um, against Bat Thumb? Uh, somewhere in the middle. Okay. <laughs> I liked
2: how he basically did exactly what Igor was gonna do—just fire extinguish the uh, windmill out. Right. I thought that was pretty good. Right, right, right. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, beautiful piece of cinematography here, Bat Thumb. Uh, is it, I haven't seen any <laughs> of the other Bat Thumbs, but <laughs> I know that this type of animation style predates Annoying Orange. I don't know if you know what Annoying Orange. Oh I do, God. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And I used
3: to, oh my God. My friends used to love that in middle school. I was like, please turn him off. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot
2: stand it anymore. But this movie does the same sort of style mm-hmm. of animation. Animation, i yeah. air quotes on that. they um, like green it predates screen and- it by at least like 10 years. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I think so. Maybe,
2: maybe a little less. 2009, 2010 was Annoying Orange. This came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh,
0: looking, looking up, up Annoying Orange Not Annoying Orange. <laughs> gonna, uh,
2: not ruin annoying ruin orange. Um,
0: oh, no, I know what it is. I, yeah, 2009. You're right.
3: 2009, are you going to play it clip? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The we viewers just pause it. it. They're like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> if you don't
2: know what Annoying Orange is, I am jealous. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, good, good job. Good audio. So what other Frank, we've heard um, Casey, he's saying. Should we
0: describe the plot?
2: i have have a question Uh for
3: someone who hasn't i've seen Thumb, but i don't remember it at all because i saw it i think i was like five so i don't remember how would you explain like the plot to someone who has never seen it
2: okay um so it's basically the story of uh the tragedy of dr frankenstein and his monster so and if you don't know really that's a story i I call it a tragedy am i accurate on that
0: i think that's the name of the I think the that's
2: thing, the name yeah. of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, dude makes Doctor Frank's son. He makes a monster, trying to make the perfect human, kind of like um, I already forgot. Higher evolutionary does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ends up trying trying to test the Frank uh, his monster, seeing if it, they're nice. They're not really nice. They're actually kind of you know horrific. And then he monster escapes to the village. The village puts him into a windmill. It chases him into a windmill with a angry mob. She tries to burn, burns the windmill down. In the movie, they don't burn the windmill down because Bat Thumb saves the day. But I think in the original story, the windmill, like, collapses and kills the monster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's your plot to Frankenstein slash Frankenthumb.
0: I think one of my favorite parts of this movie is that the angry mob meets before there's even any drama, just because they're so anxious to be an angry mob, yeah. and they are reassured by the town mayor that like, like, the drama will do? ensue eventually. They're you know? waiting for he their time to shine.
2: <laughs> um, any other questions?
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm only thinking about bat thumb and I don't know why. <laughs> no, so...
1: This was one of those This isn't really a question, but this Frank and Thumb is one of those movies that I thought I made up because I we we had this movie on DVD, and <laughs> it I, was on DVD. Yeah, I guess so because my Nino had bought it for me because he thought I would like it. <laughs> but it was one of those movies I thought I made up for the longest time until this podcast. If only. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was one of those movies where I was like. I'm imagining this. Like there's no way that this is an actual movie. That it was I, a
3: fever dream. I
1: would always tell people, I'm like, Yeah, the movie with the thumbs and it's like Frankenstein, and they'd be like, What
2: <laughs> the <laughs> are you talking about? You mean spy kids? Yeah, Let's so oh, uh-huh. See, that's, 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 that's <laughs> in my mind, I was like, It was just they're just thumb characters like the right. spy kids? No, they're they're just, just a thumb. Not they're not all a thumb. They're just a thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're all thumb, just not in the same way the spy kids uh, minions were. Right, right. Two, I think. There is
0: another scene I'd like to call out from Frank and Thumb. I'm giving it way too much attention, but there's a scene where you know the the creature gets zapped and brought down to the lab to you know be observed, and he's overcooked, so they send him back up, and the second electrical zap. Cooks them just fine. I've cooked before and, like, burnt things. That's that's definitely not how it works. When you burned it, it's time to get a new body. So, yeah. certainly What a sentence. Cinematic yeah. magical. When
3: you
2: burn it, it's time to get a new body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, overall, I think I'd give this movie um, two thumbs up. Two
0: thumbs down for me. Two would you guys...
2: Or one thumb
0: up. It's fine. Uh, for nine, would you guys recommend it?
3: I would. I really yes, liked of it, course, actually. Yeah.
2: Right?
0: I really
3: liked it. I don't know it. if I'd show it to, like young kids even though it's animation I feel like there's like I said adult themes I feel like they should maybe miss out on some of those yeah. but like a 10 year old 11 year old absolutely oh
0: sure
2: they would like they would like the soul sucking uh, monster oh Pretty yeah, good. Oh, yeah. 10 year olds like, are devious it's kind of like TikTok
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think I would go the opposite uh, I would not recommend this to the general audience but if they are under 10 Frank and Thumb is for them probably yeah that's fine yeah.
2: Frank, just watch all of them like my roommate did apparently yeah there's,
1: <laughs> there's the God Thumb Got them. Um there's like there's a bunch. I think they did a Fight Club one too. <laughs> no, yep. Yeah.
2: Didn't. No, they didn't. <coughs> so
1: fight there's them. a Do bunch. They have, like more in the. No. <laughs> no.
0: Oh man, now I've got to go watch the Fight Club.
1: Yeah, Fight Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you want to get into Thumbs, there you go. They're all on YouTube.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I found surprising. I'm like, where am I going to find this? It's just on YouTube. And apparently. it's in
1: there's like a 4K like, remastered
0: version. I was going <laughs> to mention that. This has been remastered in 4K, everybody. You
2: can really see those Thumbs.
3: Fours, I guess. <laughs> you should. <Yeah. laughs> get for your money. So what made you guys pick Frank and Thumb in spite of the other two? What
2: were the other two movies?
3: Uh, Perfect Blue and Bad Guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just wanted to see the thumbs. Yeah,
2: I I think it was the name that I was like, Frank and Thumb. Are we talking like actual? Because at this point, we didn't look it up at all. Right. right? And we just kind of picked it off the uh, title. I was like, all right, 2002, Frank and Thumb. It might be. I didn't think it'd be just Thumb. (laughs) I don't know what I would have thought it would be. But I guess now that I saw it, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um,
0: And for me, I had a definite uh, Igor moment where I was – caught in the, the blur of the newsroom and just was like, yeah, boss, whatever. <laughs> Did not even think about whatever the movies there were. So you would have <laughs> picked a different one. I may have picked a different <laughs> one. I thought, I thought it was you that came up with this one. I don't know. <laughs> we might
2: have we been both, because we kind of decided like after um, our ed board meeting, and um, he had to go, I think, or I had to go, and we're just like, yeah, sure, frank a Sounds the most interesting. <laughs> we were right. It was the most interesting, Probably.
1: Now you'll never know. (laughs) I'll never know. No, I'll probably go watch the other two. I highly recommend Perfect Blue because I was hoping you guys would either pick those two because Perfect Blue is also a mind trip. It's not like Frank and Thumb, but it's pretty good. I I have seen Perfect
0: Blue. I always get it mixed up with Millennium Actress, um, but Millennium Actress is much more of a mind trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perfect Blue, though, is definitely a high recommend. Mm.
2: And out out of the movies that you guys didn't pick with us, I think I would recommend Anomalisa. Oh. that was actually like
3: that one really good. Sounded cool. Maybe it's my dyslexia, but when I was first reading, I was like Mona Lisa. Mona
0: Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and I again on, on the other end would recommend heavy metal. There's like oh yeah. it's, it's that, based it on a, uh, a animated magazine from like the '70s, and all of the music is of that era '81, like. Butt rock, like Sammy Hagar. I would not call Blue- Journey
2: butt rock. Come
0: on, man. Well, okay, so that one, <laughs> that one song is like the the glorious love song that everybody knows. But all the rest of them are like hard guitars and everything. Um, lots of of nudity and uh, lewdness in that movie. Yep. So y'all missed Sit out with on the that.
2: Amalisa, I think.
3: True. I, that warning. Now we have to watch those. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Hello, I'm laughs> is all puppets, so.
2: Uh, that yeah. sounds terrifying. More than <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Puppets? No sex puppets. in uh, Franken Thumb. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen uh, Team America World Police? It's kind of like, no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Be scared. Be scared. Okay, Don't watch World Police. Do watch Anomalies. So. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Cinema Obscura. I have been your co host, Casey Rafter. And this has been your host, James Fife.
2: Goodbye, everybody. Till next semester. Do we need more? Yeah, them
0: too. Oh, Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) He said, we don't need them.
0: (laughs) Do we need more? No, no, no. (laughs) So thanks, you two, for being on Cinema Obscura.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having us. I hope you both
0: have a great summer.
1: You too, thank you. Goodbye,
0: everybody. Bye. Bye.